Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, the Cougs are coming off a road split as they return home for two games at the Marriott Center. The back half of BYU's Big 12 slate starts with K-State on Saturday. And we're looking ahead to that with the coach and Atiki Ali Atiki coming up next on BYU TV and ESPN+. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. All right. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Hello to you all here in Studio C. Welcome back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah. This is your weekly vibe check, as the kids say on the BYU men's basketball program. Always good to be with fans in our studio audience, and we thank you for tuning in live and on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps and ESPN+. Coming up on this evening's show, we will look back on road games at West Virginia and Oklahoma. Deep Blue will profile Trevin Nell, Atiki Ali Atiki will join us live in studio. We'll have game night featuring Atiki and a special, special guest. We'll have a weekly Q&A segment here in studio, some BYU basketball trivia, and we'll preview Saturday's home game against Kansas State. To get the show underway, we bring in the guy who just coached his 150th game as BYU's bench boss. Please welcome back into studio, see the head coach of your BYU basketball Cougars, the one, the only, Mark Pope. Good to see you. Good to see you. You know, I always, I, I, I rarely go back and look at this, but I always wonder how it looks every week to have big guy hugging little guy uh, when you start the show. Does it look okay? Does it look all right? I feel kind of funny oh, sometimes. Good couple. <laughs> with, great, with great heads of hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just mentioned you coached your 150th game at BYU this last Tuesday, two, two nights ago. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. Many more to come. We're super blessed, man. Be able to do that. Come on. I know. Let's really go, working. as you say. Uh, every game of basketball begins with an opening tip. And here on this show, what I do now is the equivalent of tossing the ball up. And as we do so at the start of every show, we ask this question. What's on Mark's mind? I love it. Isn't it great? It's so good. You wait for the laughter to kind of slowly build. Yes. It never gets too big, but just kind of slowly, yes. just kind of simmers there. It's just a happy. Yeah. It's a happy. It's a contented. Yeah. yeah. We say this every time, but who's the artist? The artist. That Bob we Ross. All, Bob Ross that we all love so much. This is like just reeking of Bob Ross. Bob Ross. This is like a tribute mm-hmm. to the legacy of Bob Ross. An homage, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. We should paint on here sometimes. Yeah. Okay, oh, I'm supposed to say something. Okay, I got a lot on my mind. Ideally. Um, First, uh, I don't know if we can get Shay. Can can you stand up? Please stand up, yes. So Shay Pope is sporting a Travis Kelsey jersey. So will you turn around for us? Uh, We don't have, oh, yeah, there we go. Yep. We got her, yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, turn back around. So Shay's fit is fire, right? Yes, uh, unbelievable. And really, who doesn't love uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Like, how, how can you not? It's, America's it's, sweethearts. They're America's yeah. sweethearts. Yeah. Uh, but um, apparently, Shay ran into a bunch of controversy today at school as she was representing, um, you know, these great people. The drip uh, caused some issues today? Yep. I got a text that there was some bullying going on. <laughs> the, the soft bullying. The soft, soft bullying by some San Francisco 49er fans. 
uh, I heard that she walked into Magleby's for lunch. Is that true? And got uh, soundly booed. Wow. Um, and, and mostly because she was supposed to be in school. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. But uh, what she needed was some Swifties to have her back in that moment. Yeah, where were the Swifties? Are they in hiding? <laughs> anyway, I love it. It's Super Bowl weekend. And so today, uh, to start practice, we um, broke out the football. I did see that today. And yeah. uh, it was actually phenomenal. It, was, it looked like an actual, like there was a game being played here. This yeah. wasn't just chucking yeah. it around. There were objectives today. It was actually a beautiful way to warm up, so we're all feeling football fever. It's yeah. this Sunday, isn't it, coming up? Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday is this yeah, weekend. Yeah. I got nervous all of a sudden. Yeah, it is this week. Of course, uh, our beloved AD, yes. Tom Homo, would yes. have been one of the people booing her today. He would have been booing say. you. Right? Yes, yes. He won rings with the Niners. You can't yeah. blame him, you yep. know? That's true. But then again, we love Big Ray. We love Andy Reid. We love, we love the Chiefs. There's a lot of yes, reasons to support both teams. Yes, we do. It yeah. just is a joyous day. So that's number one. Okay. I thought that was spectacular. Take care of the football. Good. Number two is, uh, so I'm talking to Leanne because I really only do what she says. And she's like, hey, for the intro, you should talk about last Sunday in Norman, Oklahoma, the guy's fireside. So I'm going to do this as briefly as I can, but I thought it was spectacular. So we don't travel over Sundays very often, thankfully, because because uh, just the way the schedule works out, but a couple times this year we will. And so we had the opportunity to actually attend church in uh, Morgantown, Morgantown, West Virginia, then jumped on a plane and then got to do a fireside in um, Norman, Oklahoma, which was super cool. Uh, people had traveled there from literally hundreds of miles uh, away uh, to come to this. And I'm telling you a couple of things that are really special. So Winning matters. Like, we're in the business of winning. Like, that is our job, and it is important. It's massively, massively important. We spend countless hours and blood, sweat, and tears to win, and that matters. And the guys are doing a whole bunch of ton of it this year, and it's really great. Um, and that, it's, I can't under, overstate the, the, how important that is. And at some point, that's going to all fade away, and what we're going to have left is, like, what these incredible guys are doing. So just a couple inside stories just for this group that's here. And if anyone's watching. Everyone else out there. Yeah. Right. Um, so we jump on the bus. We don't really have an itinerary. Uh, it was optional for the guys to go. We had basically the whole crew there. And so I'm like, hey, does anybody want to talk? And so I thought maybe I'd have one guy. Lee and I were like, Lee was like, ah, if no one does it, I'll jump in. Which she would actually be the best speaker. And so by the time we finish a 15-minute uh, bus ride, we have eight people that have said, you know what, I'd like to go share uh, just my thoughts on the Savior and the good news and life and our team in general, whatever. So we have the meeting, and the guys are kind of getting up one after the other. And Dallin Hall was going to be our last speaker. We saw that great picture of Dallin. Mm -hmm. And um, then uh, Dallin gets a text right before he's supposed to go up because another player, actually a ninth player, wants to get up and say something. And then uh, that happened two more times. And eventually we had 11 people stand up and, and kind of, it was, I guess, 12 total and share messages about um, faith and team and the good news of the gospel and the Savior. And it was awesome. And that stuff actually lasts forever. The guys and how they're trying to rep this, represent this university. And furthermore, how many people do we have uh, uh, that just are like, yeah, we got a 15-minute bus ride, so let me scramble some, a five-minute uh, talk to prepare, and we had everybody on the team do it. I'm just like, man, we're really blessed to be here at BYU and do what we do because, because winning is everything except for the most important thing, 
And we get to do that here too, and that's pretty special. I'm really grateful for that. And I saw afterward uh, a chance for the guys to meet some of those who, who attended, uh, yep. hit the culture hall for yep. a quick look around there as well. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, just a super uh, special Sunday night for you guys. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, guys, you know, Richie Saunders uh, began by retelling uh, his first start ever in college last year when his first shot soundly landed on the side of the backboard <laughs> and all the ensuing things. And uh, there were unbelievable stories like that the whole way. It was really special. So. Kudos to our guys, man. I'm, I'm super proud to be a part of it. And then a couple nights later, you had a lot of those same folks probably in the stands and in Norman supporting you against Oklahoma. Not quite as happy a night. Well, but still, you had people there pulling for you. Yes, we did. As you always do on the road. So you've hit the halfway mark of the Big 12 schedule suddenly. More importantly, and finally, um, my mother-in-law is here, uh, Anne Archibald, uh, the, the spouse of the great Lynn Archibald, mm -hmm. who coached here at BYU and coached at the University of Utah. Are we getting uh, some some footage of Ann here? Yes, we, we are. Give now. it up for Ann. Ann is wonderful. She, uh, ever since I dropped out of medical school, she still has not spoken to me. So this is a big deal that she actually came to the show. I'm super so happy about that. So a little support from her yeah, for you. Yeah, and it's, 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 this is actually a big step. Dead yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it means a lot to all of us that you're here, especially him, though, because this is, again, a rare moment that you're even looking at him. So, uh, yeah, no. Uh, she's one. You know, I, 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 earlier this season, she was at one of the games, and um, she made me feel great. She said that she might actually occasionally hear something I might have done. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, that, that kind of support, you know? No, well, I yeah. think, think mother-in-law is a sacred, sacred space in the world of humanity. And uh, G does it just as controversially as you could ever want. <laughs> If you can find a mother-in-law that likes you, it is, it is priceless in this world. All right. Well, it's good to have all the popes here. And, uh, oh, yeah, okay, a little basketball. Uh, this begins the second half of your league campaign somehow. How do we get nine games into this already? Man, it's just is so fun. It's just, this is so fun. Like, it's so great. Even, you know, uh, whatever night it was. I don't, I don't know what night it is tonight. But We're Thursdays. Yeah, the, yeah. the other couple. Was it last night or the night before? Whatever that was. We was, played on Tuesday. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the days all blur together. Um, uh, it just is awesome, and this is great. We can't wait to get to the second half, man. Um, our guys were unbelievable in practice today, and they're 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 like they're loving every second of this too. And uh, this is really special. And we're right in the hunt. And uh, um, you know we've we've had a great first you know two thirds of the year, and can't wait to get to you know the last third, and then see where it takes us. You had five road games in the first half. I like to think of it as you get a, you get a bonus home game now in the back half. You yeah. get five home games on yeah. the back and half. We love it. that. Um, we we get two in a row here at home against two great teams uh, in 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 you know what I think is the best arena in the country, and so it's uh, it's it's good stuff. So many fans, uh, you know, saw you get through this last road swing without one of your best players, and then with one of your guys at kind of half speed, and and so how are Ali and Noah and the rest of the guys doing? Ollie was great. For the first day today, in, in about uh, 10 days, Ollie was in a full sweat because he worked out, not because he was in cold sweat. <laughs> it wasn't a fever and sweat, yeah. So that was awesome. I think all the guys are so happy to see that. And, and uh, um, <laughs> uh, you know, Noah is, is feeling better. Um, he is uh, still... You know, he had a heroic effort both games. In fact, um, you know, at Oklahoma, uh, literally at tip, it was kind of like we were like, do you think you can play at all? And um, I was thinking maybe we get two minutes out of him. We got 
22 and eight rebounds and unbelievable defensive effort. And um, today, you know, one of the things with, with him being sick is he's dropped a few pounds. And so today we do, uh, to start practice, we do shooting. And so my job, my assignment today was to stand by Noah. And I literally, this is not an exaggeration. I had a bottle of water, a chocolate covered granola bar and some energy like uh, juice. And, and so after each shot, we would pump him full Feel of him stuff. Back up. It's really true, we did it. <laughs> And uh, you're a human pit stop today yeah, for And he had uh, a great Noah. practice. So this is what we do. <laughs> it's um, essentially motherhood for 22 year olds. Yeah, it's for big guys. Uh, well, since we last gathered here in Studio C, uh, you did go out and play two games, uh, both on the road. The two game swing opened in Morgantown, West Virginia. Let's go back and check out some highlights and stats presented by Intermountain Health. BYU at WVU, and we're going to look at uh, individual highlights for both games. And Foose, wow, what a game. 10 of 15 from the field, made all of his free throws, a 24 and nine game and a plus 22 for Fuseni. I guess after this one, I kind of felt, you know what? He's back. Yeah, I mean, he's back in a huge way in a really, really difficult matchup in a great gym what a great against a team that was on fire. And Foose was just, he was beyond incredible. It was really impressive. A, a ton of credit to him, a ton of credit to Colin Terry, who, uh, you know, did a lot of his individual work, prep work for this game, had to deal with some complicated things in this game, and he was great. Richie Saunders, yeah. four of six from deep, ends up scoring 17 in the West Virginia game. Yeah, in a, in a game where, you know, Noah was, like I said, th this weekend was really hard for Noah. Richie really stepped up and, and was huge in this game. Uh, you know, he continues to be one of the most efficient offensive players in the entire country uh, and was great finishing at the rim, was great uh, shooting the ball uh, and gave us incredible energy. Spencer Johnson had a 15-point game with four rebounds and a couple of steals. By the way, oh, go ahead, Coach. No, no, I was going to say that was one of his biggest plays. So we're down 13-8 to eight early in the game. We're trying to find her, 13-6 early in the game, trying to find ourselves. And, and Spence had a wedge, an offensive rebound attempt all the way from beyond the three-point line in transition, came up with that and finished that and just kind of made us feel right. And the same thing later in the game, coming up with that steal in the backcourt. He, he was huge in the game. Jackson Robinson, uh, 12 points. He made four threes yeah. on his way to a plus 15. He's the one guy on your team, Coach, that has made at least one three in every Big 12 game so yeah. far. And he made two huge ones down the stretch. Uh, um, and he, he was so good. He was actually, I think this was probably his best defensive game he's had. Uh, he was unbelievable in the gap all night long. Like he had his fingerprints on our defensive effort the entire night. It was, it was really special. Then there was DH. And yeah. yes, he made the dagger late, but a career high 12 assists to yeah. one turnover. Yeah. And he played more than 35 minutes. Yeah, you know, in fact, you know, after this game, you know, going into Oklahoma, uh, Porter Mosier made the comment he's you know clearly one of the best most talented point guards in the country mm. and um, and and Dallin was extraordinary in this game um, in terms of kind of being the maestro on the floor uh, he kind of found ways to get guys going in every possible scenario uh, and of course made a couple huge shots and he was really good in fact you know I think his performance in West Virginia game probably dictated uh, some of the thinking behind um, how Oklahoma approaches defensively. Final stats is BYU wins this one by 13 on the road. And 
That's a tough place to play. Uh, Kansas had already lost there. Texas had already lost there. And uh, the, the video we just saw there, great shots of just that that massive span of a roof. What a unique and cool venue to play yeah, in and a, win in, right? Yeah, hopefully you guys are all going to get a chance to travel to West Virginia for a game. It's special, man. It is. It's awesome. It's the home of Jerry West, the logo. I mean, if you know the NBA logo, that's Jerry West's silhouette on the, that is the logo. And, and uh, Hot Rod Hundley and Rod Thorne and, and uh, so much history there and, and a community that just loves the game of basketball and um, it was fun for uh, for us and, and the BYU fans that were there. It was actually really special. Really neat experience. Well, uh, the Cougs traveled from Morgantown to Norman on that Sunday. Got Had the fireside Sunday night like we saw. Uh, practice Monday, then took on the Sooners on Tuesday. The game did go OU's way, but let's take a look at a, co a couple of individuals from that game who, who played well. And we look at Foose again. And, and again, Foose is getting starts now with, with Ali not able to travel. Uh, you turn to Foose in back-to-back -back games for starts, and Foose uh, played well again for you. 21 uh, he drew five fouls yeah. as well in this game, played nearly a half hour worth. Yeah, I, you know, Foose uh, clearly had a huge impact on this game. Um, and actually, there was more left on the table for him. Um, and especially, you know, uh, there will be teams that, that um, the way they guard us is just kind of specifically designed to kind of make it a two-man game all night long. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, we're good at that and we're going to continue to get better. I think we'll see that look uh, more often. Um, you know, Oklahoma was able to keep us under 33s, and I think that's going to be a real point of emphasis for a lot of teams. And um, so we'll continue to get better and better at this two-man game. This is the day when Dallin Hall got hot from 3-2. Beautiful pocket yeah. pass to Foose there, but he had four threes on the night. Yeah. And on the road trip, he has the 17 assists, 12, and then he got Foams comes up with five in this one. And you're asking him to play a lot of minutes right now and do a lot of different things. Yeah, and he. Uh, you know, he, again, like a lot fell on his shoulders in this game without Ali there and the way that Oklahoma decided to play us. And uh, he really responded. He kind of had the back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back threes in the, you know, towards the end of the first half um, to give us a, a, a lead. And then and then uh, was great as a playmaker also. Spence went 10-4 and four yeah. points, rebounds, and assists, yeah. and multiple threes in this game. And, and he's played more than 30 minutes in four of his last six games. Uh, Spencer Johnson just kind of unreliable for you. Yeah, he, he got to work in the post. He had three post possessions, two which were really successful. Uh, he hadn't been in that space very much recently, so that was really helpful. It was a good matchup for us, and, and he was able to make plays out there. And he was actually brilliant in ball screens. We should have gone to him more. Mm. Um, uh, kind of on the weak side on our transition kind of flow offense. He was he was really, really, really good and, and uh, has been playing great basketball. No surprise that uh, the three-point number was down a bit because that's what Oklahoma does. It's yep. been 48 games and somebody made 10 threes in a game against them. Yeah, and um, uh, you know they had a good game plan against us and it, it was surprising actually. It's not the way that they play, but uh, it was effective and, and uh, we, we just couldn't quite couldn't quite manage as well as we wanted to. You look back at that game, you probably did a brief, you know, kind of postmortem before moving on, no time yeah. to really look back on it. Anything that stuck out to you afterward that didn't that night or did you yeah, kind of see so, what you saw? Um, Coach Fennell, who also is <clears throat> really, really sick right now, um, but is kind of fighting through it. His quote, I'm going to try and get this exactly. Uh, he's a great coach and a great human being, and we're so blessed to have him here. But he said uh, this was yesterday morning. Or no, this was, yeah, this was yesterday morning as we were starting our, our first full staff recap. And he said, I know that I'm normally the gloom and doom guy. <laughs> 
but we actually had a lot of great defensive clips in this game against Oklahoma, and it certainly bore out that way. Uh, to Oklahoma's credit, they made a lot of really, really tough shots that are, that are the shots that our defense is designed to force teams to make, and they just made really hard shots. They did a lot of other really good things also, but uh, there was a ton of good stuff to take from that Oklahoma game, even though um, you know, we certainly did not come out with the, the, come away with the outcome we wanted. All right, well, that was a jam-packed first segment. Uh, we, we got a jersey uh, display. We got a mother-in-law. We got a lot into that. That was she's, awesome. She's still there. I still uh, had more, too. Like, we didn't get to Coach Robinson's 20-year anniversary. Yeah, Stanford posted that it was a 20-year anniversary of the shot. At Stanford, they called it the Do shot. Do we have it's, time for that? You know what? We've got enough time left in the show that if Hema can work his magic, maybe we squeeze it in between now and the end of the program. Hema, do it, baby. Now, it's how worth about it. this? Now we go right to it. Okay, this now is Nick it. Robinson. Right there, end the game, last second. You see him laying on the ground. Now, this game was huge. This was for the Pac-12 championship to seal it and to secure a number one seed overall in the NCAA tournament with Tiger Woods sitting courtside on the front row. This happened 20 years ago and a day ago. And that's that Coach right? Nick Robinson on the runner. Coach yep. Nick Robinson. How lucky are our guys to be able to be coached by this cat? What? And uh, Stanford, as part of that social media, they had, a, I think, an oral history, uh, anatomy of the shot, everything that went yeah. into it. And it's still cool that he's, uh, he stays famous, yep. you know, thanks to that cool. shot. Yeah, it is awesome. All right, let's take a break. We have to, I think. Come on. Uh, so this is good. your reminder that your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play -play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays, noon Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, Deep Blue will profile BYU sharpshooter Trevin Nell. And Atiki Ali Atiki joins us live in Studio C as BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. BYU basketball with Mark Pope is presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years, and Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU athletics. Well, Trevin Nell, known at BYU as the shot doctor, knows what it takes to make consistent shots. When an injury threatened to derail his abilities and maybe some of his future, he discovered helping in healing his teammates around him. Here tonight, Deep Blue on Trevin Nell. My hands would shake before games. My legs were jello. I couldn't eat before practices. I couldn't eat before games. I couldn't sleep before games. I don't know if anyone realizes how hard it is to be a BYU athlete. I didn't until I married one. They've got way more public pressure, way more public scrutiny. A lot of people on message boards, internet saying, hey, this guy isn't performing it the way we want because they care about their team. There's a difference between anxiety and like being nervous. Like a lot of people told me, oh, you're just nervous. Those are just good nerves. It was that constant pressure of like, am I good enough? Will I perform? Will I be able to make my shots? Especially as a three-point shooter, you're known like, oh, you can shoot. You're gonna make your shots. So if you're not making your shots, that's a lot of pressure. So for those that are wondering, wow, why is he just uh, on the show and on the sidelines, but not on the floor right now? What happened to you and when? Um, so I tore my rotator cuff tendon it came down to it, I just needed surgery, so. I was in a really dark place, and my anxiety was going through the roof. I would even question, God, like, why is this happening to me? I'd almost reevaluate, is this worth it? Is my dream done at this point? 
Can I perform at the level I was before? Am I going to be able to make it back? Or what other guys might have gotten ahead of me in the game? Or can I even just play at the level I was? The emotion kind of took over and I just was crying pretty hard because of this life moment, this life accomplishment that I was trying to you know, have. At that point, you have to make a decision. How are you going to proceed? Are you gonna go hide in your room? Are you gonna go get involved in something else? Or are you gonna come suffer through every day with the team? You're force-fed the fact that you're missing, that you have to miss the whole year. He's like, you have two options. You can either see how you can make this better and see the positive, or you can be in this dark place. And he's like, the team needs you. Like, I want you to be a part of the team. I want you to be around as much as possible. Trevin put everybody else ahead of him. And I found myself, instead of stepping back, to really put both feet into the team. He took on a bunch of really important roles. One of the things that we jumped into right away was we had a new NOAA system that we were still trying to learn. Trevin was like, hey, let me, let me be in charge of this. I think at some point we even got him a lab coat so he could really be the shot doctor. One thing that was really good is you were good at like getting into my mechanics a little bit. Mm -hmm. We'd just be like, bro, like jump. Like, <laughs> use your legs or like switch your feet or like something like that. Like just something very small, like you're very attention to detail. You know, talking to Mike was always says like, focus on one thing. Yeah. So I think that translates right to shooting. And so for you is like, just jump just yeah. a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I really try to help guys shooting wise and trying to teach them the scientific way to shoot a basketball, as well as trying to see how I could perform my shot better. So it was a unique way to help the team as well as figure out a way how I can come back better than I, than I was. As Trev and I started working together, we started working on his shoulder injury, and the more we talked, the more we realized there was a lot more going on that we could help with. It got to the point where like, I was saying, I don't even like basketball. Basketball is something that's scary. What if this goes wrong, or what if I miss these shots? We want to flip that to what if everything goes right? The anxiety was there and the surgery was a blessing in terms of I had a whole year and a half of working with a sports psychologist to try to manage my anxiety. Right, what if those shucks go in? What if I take this risk and things go well? So we've been using that all year and that's brought a lot more joy to the basketball court. It's been a huge blessing and it's been a huge confident booster that A, I know I'm not alone. B, I know that I can do hard things and be able to lean on other people and be vulnerable in different situations. Trev had worked his butt off for the last, as they said, basically 588 days since the last game he played. If it wasn't physical, it was mental that he was working on. So to see him come back, he was a starting player after not playing for a whole year. The first play of the season back, and Trev comes flying off, and he doesn't even come to a stop before the ball's left his hands, and it's a perfect shot. All of the shot doctor analytics, it barely brushes the back rim. And once I saw that first shot go in, I like kind of like looked up and I was like, this is like happening. This is like, I was almost like a gratitude, like thank you. Everything I went through is now paying off. He is making more points than I've ever seen him score. And through it all, we've been there together. We have been through the journey together. She has been there for me through thick and thin, through the good, the bad, and the ugly. In fact, it's my grandma who told me that when you meet someone and you want their dreams, you want them to succeed more than yourself, that's true love. And honestly, that's what my shift has been. It was something of, yes, I want to succeed and I want my dreams to come true, but I want Trevin's too as well. 
She was an actor. She moved out to LA for four years before she met me, and she wanted to pursue that dream. And she had all of her eggs in that basket, and then she met me and she decided to move back here and have her dream shift for me. The go-getter she is, she opened her own bridal store. And so it's really unique to be able to see somebody with the same drive and the same passion that I have. It's kind of been the shift of I want us to succeed together. She had no doubt in her mind that I would be better than I was before. And so to be able to have that like support is amazing. And it's really helped me to grow and become the person I am today. When life doesn't go the way we imagine, I think we learn to adapt and we learn to say, you know what? This is God's plan. How can we make it a positive thing? For the past 500 something days, those days were just adding up and I was meeting God halfway. When you take a step back and see, okay, how can this actually benefit me? How can this be a blessing in disguise? There's so many silver linings. There's so many tender mercies you can find. There's people around you that you can trust. And if all else fails, get down and pray. And no matter what happens, it's in God's plan. And trust that. We'll let you uh, give the postscript to that one. That was great. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's so good. And uh, it's been pretty special to watch him grow. Like, you know, we, we've known each other and been together for a long, long time. And, and, uh, he, um, and it's fun to see their life. Uh, developing now is, is a married couple and the incredible things they're pursuing and it's fun to see how incredibly well he's playing and it's fun to see what an amazing leader he is on this team and it's fun to see him as a veteran now who can go 0 for 9 and just be like yep I'm good let me go bang this 10th and 11th and 12th and 13th and 14th one in a row and and uh, it's been amazing to watch him grow as a defensive player and I still think he's got a boatload of basketball and business and life ahead of him. And I don't know, I, I just have this suspicion that someday he's going to end up uh, in one of these seats coaching. He just mm. is, I don't know if he likes hearing that. I don't know if Tatum <laughs> likes hearing that, but I wonder. Uh, he's super special, man. He's really important to BYU and, and our team. And, and uh, it's, that's a, that was a great vignette of his life. You just said you've been together for a while, but hopefully it's a while longer because he's got another year after this, right? Yeah, and he's stuck. He's in the NBA program, so he's really stuck. Yeah, we're stuck with he's, him, right? He's I guess. stuck. He is stuck here. <laughs> you know, it was, it was pretty amazing. It, what, everything he went through last year is he started to try and consider what he was going to do with his life. When you look back, it all seems like it fits together perfectly, but he was all over the map. Like, you just don't know. You don't know what to do. And so, um, you know, and it, it kind of backed his way into this business program. It wasn't even an option available, but, you know, thanks to a few uh, female soccer players who crushed the program last year, they made it available to more student athletes. And, and uh, but man, it sure seems like after a year and a half of real uncertainty about their future, Imagine now it seems like moving forward, things are really clear and incredibly exciting, and it's awesome. Future very bright for the Nels. Great stuff. Well, tonight's special guest here in studio is a Tanzanian by birth and upbringing, uh, an honorary Canadian, I'll say, by virtue of his time spent at an Ontario prep academy prior to playing for BYU. Now in his third season living and playing in America, he's a true man of the world. And it is our pleasure to have him back in Studio C. Please welcome back in Atiki, Ali Atiki. Welcome back. Thank you. Of course. What's the thumb? <laughs> oh, I did it again. <laughs> no, you gotta be careful. 
Good to have you back, Atiki. Thank you. We got hammered by the winter weather this week. How did it treat you? Oh, man. <laughs> it's not for me. It's not for you. It's not for you. <laughs> it's not for me. Nope. I hate that. <laughs> nope. That. I hate yeah. it. End of story. Nope. Yeah. Uh, are you driving? Who drives? If, do you drive? I know my fiance drives me sometimes. Yeah. Um, the GAs, my teammates. But I got my scooter back, though, coach. Yeah, no, no scooter. The scooter is retired. <laughs> Were there any mishaps? No, you don't understand, guys. Like, you talk about things that stress out a coach. So last year, I'm looking at my, uh, my office has windows that kind of overlook this hill. And all of a sudden, like, like a flash down the hill, I see, a li- you know, these little scooters, these little motorized scooters, you just stand there and there's two little handles, right? You're not sitting down. It's not just Atiki, it's Noah and Atiki on the same scooter going 35 miles an hour. Like I literally saw my whole career flash before my eyes as well as their lives. But so we never used that for a long time. We, we banished yeah. the scooter. Please tell me it's not coming back. I fix it. So <laughs> now no, it's just me. No, it's just me on it. But yep. <laughs> that's a lot of length on one scooter with you oh, and Noah together. Geez. By the way, um, who who do you live with here on campus? Do you live with teammates? Um, I live with my GAs. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I know who are they, by the way. Who uh, do you live Lee, with? Lee, Mott, and Mel. Okay, right yeah. on. That's a good group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're cool people. So, uh, Coach, so you, you approve of the roommate three grouping? three GAs yeah. are new, and yeah. so Atiki was like, let me take them. I'm going to show them the ropes. So he's kind of mentoring these young guys, kind of teaching them how we operate here at BYU. It's been really spectacular. Yeah. So you got Matt Santoro, you got Melvin Goins, and you yep. got Leander Ridgeway with you. Yes. Yep. You, and, and you trust him over all those three of them? Yeah, he's taking yeah. great care I'll of them. Actually, okay. the time. results speak for themselves because these GAs, in fact, they're going to be on the show sometime soon, but we they've... Are. Like, Atiki has really raised them up great, and it's been awesome. And he's got Philadelphia, Tennessee, and Kentucky in the house with him. Oh, yeah. And he's training all those guys. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Uh, you, we get to see you without the wrap on your hand, which is nice, because you play with it, right? Yes. Uh, yep. And how's that? Uh, you, you got a, was a messed up thumb? What do you got? What do you yeah, got going on? Yeah, it's my thumb, yeah. yeah. Messed up over the summer. Yeah. yeah. But you're playing through it. Yeah, playing through it. Till the end of the season, I'm going to get surgery, so... We're almost there. So I don't want to take it for fun. granted, yeah. but it, you can do a lot of stuff with that. You get, yes. I mean, your, your alley oops. It's like nothing's wrong with you. Yeah, that thing helps a lot. That that braces right a lot. So when I wear that, when I get hit, I don't feel as much. So. But still, we've got to credit yeah. Atiki for playing through this thing here. It, it, it's unbelievable, guys. Like he he has to have surgery on this thumb, right? It is the day that the season's over, he's going to have it. It's not fully functional, um, and 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 what he's doing for his team right now is incredible. Uh, he just going out there and. One of the things about Atiki, he just works and doesn't really feel or acknowledge pain. Um, but we would have no chance to be in the spectacular position we are right now without him. And it's mm-hmm. awesome. It is an incre- incredible tribute to him that he's doing this for his teammates, and he's tough enough to do it. It's awesome. Atiki, you probably know the phrase next man up by now because it's been a lot of games this year where someone gets hurt or someone gets sick and the next guy is, yes. is into his place. Uh, what does it say about this team and this group that you've been able to kind of survive a lot of stuff this year and still play well and win so many games? Oh, yes. Like, at the teammates, like, when someone, let's say someone get, like, fools, fools is off for a little bit and says, like, it's my time to step up. So I got to take care of him and just go show up. You know, everybody get injured, people get sick. We didn't have Ali our last game, but we had to, to step up. It's just like, that's our, our mentality. Like, we always like, wanna uh, make sure, like, uh, if someone is not feeling great, we just say, hey, it's okay, we got your back. So, that's what we do. How would you describe our te- the, the BYU team's chemistry this year? I'd say we're just, just a good group. 
this my teammates are amazing. So I love my teammates and we do everything together. Like we love each other, take care of each other all the time. I feel like it's super cool. What does Atiki bring to your team, coach? Yep. Um, a ton of joy, <laughs> a ton of joy. Like uh, Tiki got a, a, just a massive amount of love in his heart. Uh, he's got an unbelievable work ethic. Like, he just goes on the court and works and works and works. Uh, and he's always about, always about his teammates, man, and making it better. He's, he's, he's grown as a really incredible, special human being. Atiki, you and your coach went home last yes. summer. Yep. Right? Tell, mm-hmm. tell our audience and, and Cougar Nation how that came about, how you decided to head back and, and how the two of you ended up together. Uh, first of all, uh, when, I, when I came to, to Canada, it was like four years and being home for a little bit. And yeah, that was, was amazing. It was, was big time because um, me and the coach were talking about for a while, like we're going to have to go home and see your family, see your people back home. So we just planned over the summer and so said we have to go and and just say hi to being stuff with my people. Hmm. So when I went back to Tanzania... Um, was that your school? Yeah, that's my school. That's my, my high school. Hmm. Yeah, it was in Dar es Salaam. And that's my teacher, my sport teacher, actually, hmm. basketball. And She was so yeah. proud. Like she, <laughs> first of all, Tiki walks in. We were in Jaros. This is where Tiki grew up, like, That's, my, that's my bed out there. Wow. Yep, so... And there was a hole in the ceiling, right? Yeah. And some, uh, Tiki uh, told, well, why don't you tell the story? Because I saw a big, it's still, oh. that's his bed, uh, and there's a big hole in the ceiling. Go ahead, tell the story. Oh, this is so funny. Um, <laughs> I used to skip, skip school, and when it's like class time, because it was a boarding school, so you cannot go outside the school, you have to stand there. So I used to skip classes, and there's this thing board, and there's a wall there. I just cut it off, and if it's... School time, like uh, class time, or just go up there and hide it. <laughs> Stay there for like two hours, sometimes three hours the until, the, until the class is done. Then come yeah. out and say, I was in class. If they ask, yeah, I was in class. But I teach when they take attendance, I think it wasn't there today. And one day they found me out in there. So it was, <laughs> was not good. It was not good. I had to run. I had to run a lot. After that, I never done that again. So that was mind that you, it's it's a hundred and ten degrees, right up <laughs> yeah, in the, this little attic. It's and... hot up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And yep. That's, that's the same school, but it's just they have like they have like high mounts and high school, so it's like you can out there. And there this, you are, coach. With yes. uh, yeah. Yep. And this one is my country. I should my yeah my city. I mean in Mwanza. So that's the school I grew up to and. It was really humbling to um, be able to watch Atiki go back to his community and see how, like, it, it felt like he was the president walking around. Everybody was so excited and so grateful and loves him so much. And, and, um, and then Atiki, through his foundation, the Atiki Alley, Atiki Foundation, um, had some uh, donors uh, donate computers and some equipment, uh, some sports equipment, and he got to run a bunch of camps there and open computer labs at three different schools where mm-hmm. he donated computers there. Yep. And to watch him not only interact with these kids and speak to the kids, but also teach these coaching clinics, um, it was humbling. Mm-hmm. And uh, Atiki has a chance to be an extraordinary leader uh, here in the United States, which he's doing here at BYU on our team. And then he has a chance to be an unbelievable leader uh, in his home country, Tanzania. And it's incredible to watch him do that. It was super humbling. Yep. How long were you guys out there together? On back home, uh-huh. we were there for like five days, six days. So it was, it was good. 
Wow. Think about them, um, so. you think about uh, modern day pioneers. It's kind of a term that we used uh, earlier uh, a couple weeks ago. But um, so Tiki, when he left, uh, you okay if I share this? Oh yeah. Yeah. Go for it. When Atiki left uh, Tanzania to come here to the States, um, he left his mom and his dad and his brother and his whole family. And um, then six months into his tenure in Canada, COVID struck and soon thereafter his dad passed away. And so it had been four years since he'd been able to be home and see his mom at all and hadn't been home since his dad had passed away. Mm. And so it was a really, really special trip uh, for him and his family too. Well, we're glad you got home, and we're really glad that you're here yeah, with us yeah, obviously at BYU. Too, so. Let's take a break. When we come back. We'll have some fun and games with Coach and Atiki and a special, special guest when BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. <laughs> this is BYU basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Simply and Jensen, helping Utah families for many years. All right, it is time for another very popular Pope Show game night segment. And tonight we are playing the Nearlywed Game. Yes. Let's go. Not the newlywed game, but the Nearlywed Game. As Atiki is nearlywed, he is engaged to be married to Janae Jamo, And Janae is our special guest on set. Welcome, Janae, to the program. Thanks for doing this, Janae. We appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Uh, rules are very simple. We will ask each member of this power couple a question about the other person. Ideally, they answer some of these questions correctly. Okay? All right. Yeah. Uh, question number one. Atiki is very nervous no, about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. All right. We're going to ask Atiki a question. He is going to write down what he thinks the answer will be, and then Janae will tell us the answer. Do I so, write it? What's that? Should I write it? Yeah, you both write it, actually. Oh, so yeah. try and keep your answers from each other. Oh, Here we go. Uh, <laughs> what, Atiki, this is for you. The question is, yep. what is Janae's favorite food? Okay. What is Janae's favorite food? <laughs> this is great. Okay, we both have answers. Atiki, what do we have? Show yours. I'll, I'll just show uh, Yeah. What it? Sushi. What does it say? Yeah, sushi. It says sushi. Sushi is the answer. Well done. That's the way it works. I don't know if I spelled that right, though, but... <laughs> <laughs> Question for Janae. Who is Atiki's favorite musician, musical artist? Ooh. Easy. <laughs> she says easy. So... What was your answer, Janae? Diamond Platinum. Diamond yeah, Platinum. Diamond and he says yeah. Diamond Platinum. Yeah. So, uh... Let's go. Coach may know who that is. I'll pretend I know who that is. And, uh, okay, all right. Atiki is well-educated. Okay. <laughs> this is for Atiki. Uh, what is Janae's favorite movie? Does she have a favorite movie? She seemed pretty confident. She went right to the, to the, uh, to the board there on that one. There is no hesitation. What does your say, Atiki? I'm just going to say The Little Mermaid, but I don't know if I read that right, but... The Little Mermaid! Little yeah. Mermaid! Wow! Evidently, a pretty well suited new record. Did, yeah, for this show. Are we killing it? Uh, you are. Uh, question four. This is for Janae. Um, this is for Janae. What is Atiki's ideal vacation spot? Where would Atiki like to go on vacation? This might require some thought. This may not be such an automatic. You have to be specific. Okay. This favorite place? 
Yeah, favorite place you'd like to go on vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, see, this is pretty oh. Okay, what did you say, Janae? I said the beach or Tanzania. The beach or Tanzania, what did you say? I said Italy. Italy, Italy. Italy. Yeah. Italy. yeah. That's cool. Well, now you guys have a place to go. You guys know where you can end up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, this will be for Atiki. All right. Does Janae prefer to, this is, this is a either or. Yep. Does she want to go out or stay in? Does she want to go out or hang out, stay in? His are easier. <laughs> <laughs> And Atiki says, "Stay in. Stay in. Right. Stay oh, in. There you go. Very nice. <laughs> this one goes to Janae. Between the two of you, who's the better cook?" Oh man, <laughs> Janae laughed. So there, is, <laughs> there is a story behind this somewhere. Oh yeah. What do you say? Right. Yes, the answer is Janae in both cases. Janae. Janae. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Coach, uh, let, let's have you give them qu question seven there. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Heaven help us. <laughs> I'm going to get wrong. Just one, right? Is yeah, just one wrong. Yeah, you're right. If you get one more wrong, it's over. Oh, no, 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 no. That's way, way um, too much pressure. We got it. So is this for Atiki or Janae? Uh, this will be for... Oh, it's just both of you. For yeah. both of you. Oh, okay. Just write down the name of whichever one of you is messier. Who is messy? If you get this wrong, <laughs> I will be shocked. <clears throat> uh, ready? Who is messier, Janae? Tiki. She says a tiki, and he says a tiki. Yeah, yeah he says himself. Yes. That's right. <laughs> In, in the kindest way, kindest way possible, Atiki's mess is legendary, actually. <laughs> this is for Janae. <clears throat> Although his locker is meticulously oh, yeah. clean. Mm -hmm. Like, you've crushed it this yep. year. Go figure. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. This is for Janae. Janae, what is Atiki most afraid of? Janae. No. Wouldn't be that. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Janae was like, that's what he should be afraid of. <clears throat> What is the tiki most afraid of? I said nothing. Ooh. And what a... Nothing! Wow! wow. That is great! What? That is, that is impressive. They basically that is nailed really the entire impressive. segment. Oh, yeah. Good job, guys. Wow. I'm going to hand for Atiki and Janae. Well done. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is presented by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. OctoHealth, decode your DNA, design your destiny. And Ken Garth, we hear you. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope here in Studio C. Let's get to tonight's and a segment presented by Ken Garth. We hear you. We have time for two questions here in studio. So if you could give us your name and your question for either coach or Atiki. Okay. My name is Cindy Hackett. And my question for the coach is, what is the best gift you have ever given your wife for Valentine's Day? <laughs> that's next week. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of pressure. And I'm actually looking at Lee to see if she can help me here. <laughs> Yeah, that was a long time ago. I need to step up my game. It's been, <laughs> it's been that long ago. 
Yes. She said it was when you guys shop for but an engagement watch out ring. for yeah. next Wednesday because it is on. <laughs> now it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. You're on the mic. What's your name? Hi, my name is Quinn Connolly, and this is, goes for a Tua Tiki. Um, what got you into playing basketball? I mean, play like. Say it again. Good question. Start. Yeah. What got you? How do you? How did you start playing basketball? Oh yeah, this is actually an interesting story because um, <laughs> I would tell you the story. Um, Still playing basketball when I was 16, I would say 16, 15, but it wasn't that serious basketball. It was just like go on the court and steal the balls and bring her home, go sell them. <laughs> <laughs> and make money for food. So I was getting in trouble for that. My coaches just come and say, like, if you, wanna, you don't want to play basketball, you cannot just come here, steal your balls and bring her home, go sell them. So they gave me jersey, they gave me everything, shoes, but I would just, like, it was like, I would just start it, like, you know, I want to see how this sport look like. and. Just go there, like, I, I, I may go like one day and skip for like, let's say like two months and go back again. And the only thing I do is just take the basketball and jersey and don't bring it back. So <laughs> it was just interesting. So one day my uncle, my, my uncle used to play basketball a long time ago. His name was Shomari. Uh, he told me like, I got this coach in Dalai Islam. He can come uh, take you and bring you there and start playing basketball like seriously. I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I want to do that, you know? Hmm. So he bring me to that place and it was actually the same thing. Skip in school, do the same thing. So that they get tired of me. I say like, you gonna take your balls, never bring your balls, take your jersey, and you never wanna practice or do anything. And so it was hard on me. It was hard on me, and it's like, um, so if you're gonna be keep doing this, I may just send you back to Mwanza, my 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 city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take this serious, coach. Just just trust me, and we're gonna take serious. So I didn't take serious until like I was, I don't know, like 17. I say, yeah. And I started playing there, and they say we we, um, we joined like a basketball academy. Mm -hmm. I played there for like um, I say like six months, seven months, and I got a scholarship for this school. They just say, oh, this guy is tall. I may just bring it to my school and try and play basketball here for my team. And I went there. That school, the Highview School, mm -hmm. the one I was hiding in the ceiling. Yeah, so yeah, went, that's yeah. what. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what a story. To, yeah, I went to that From school and start playing. The coaches they are hard on me. Say like you gotta you gotta like do this to get better to get this place called they have like they see I have like opportunity to go somewhere far. And I was like, hey, can I do this? I don't know. Yeah. Let me let me take it serious. So I start like do my stuff serious, serious. So uh, after that, like in a year, his name Brandon Gobo, he came to um to to the park I was playing at and he see he sees me and was like, Oh man, I may turn out with this guy and try to bring somewhere to play basketball. So when he came, I want to say, oh, it's a white man came here, so I got I to gotta, <laughs> I gotta start doing, yeah, take it serious. So I start push myself, do this. I said, like, I may take this kid and bring him to somewhere to play basketball. And it was just an opportunity, and he got me a visa and everything. And that's The rest that's is history. Here, so that's an amazing good. story. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's uh, quickly get to know the foe for this weekend presented yeah. by Octo Health. Decode your DNA, design your destiny. The next game we're looking at is Kansas State. It is BYU and K-State. It'll be Saturday at the Marriott Center. Trivia for BYU basketball. One quick trivia question. What's the special connection Kansas State has to BYU basketball? And we'll have the answer after this. 
Final seconds of the show, BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Tonight's trivia question ends us. The question was, what special connection does K-State have to BYU? K-State was the first ever regular season opponent for BYU in the Marriott Center. For Coach, for Atiki, I'm Greg. Have a great night. So long. Go Cougs!